Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie Jonah Hex. Now, um, a lot of people don't know about this movie, but for some reason, uh, I actually wanted to talk about it because of the simple fact that I was watching one of the DC animated uh, uh, films, and... um, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the Batman films. And one of the... uh, One of the uh, opening segments was... It was the DC Showcase. And it was like a 30-minute intro with the character of Jonah Hex. And I remember thinking to myself... I was like, wasn't that a movie? With Josh Brolin? And, you know... Because my kids are starting to watch the 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 DC animated films because they're very good. We watch you know Flashpoint Paradox and uh, Under the Red Hood and Batman Ninja, uh, a lot of the you know a lot of the animated films that DC had did you know Justice League, uh, Suicide Squad and everything like that. But then I remember I was I came across you know when I saw the Jonah Hex um, when I saw the Jonah Hex Showcase it was like a thirty minute intro. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wasn't there a movie, Jonah Hex? And I remember, uh, sure enough, it's on HBO Max. And, of course, the movie came out in uh, 2010. It stars Josh Brolin, John Malkovich, uh, Megan Fox, Michael Fassbender, Michael Shannon, and uh, Will Arnett. It's a pretty stacked cast, especially for a 2010 movie. Now, 2010 was really, in a way, that, you know, comic book movies were starting to come into their own. Because... Uh, the MCU was not a thing yet because they were still in phase one because I think Iron Man came out in 08 The Incredible Hulk was 09 and I think Thor or Iron Man 2 were 2010 yeah and then uh, so and then DC you know The Dark Knight had already come out and uh, and that was really it because they were trying to do other comic book films, you know, no matter what. I remember 2010, DC was coming out with a lot of their, uh, like, a lot of the, um, like, original type of uh, uh, of the Dark Horse stuff. Um, like, because I, I think earlier in the decade, like, in the 2005, 2006, Constantine had come out. But then, like, right around this time, Jonah Hex came out, The Losers came out. Um, I think Dread had come out, the Carl Urban one, and you know they were starting to make a comeback. Now Dread, I I definitely want to talk about that, but I'm gonna save that for another film. But Jonah Hex, I think Jonah Hex gets a little bit of a bad rap. I mean, honestly, you know the movie follows the character of Jonah Hex, who plays a former um, Josh Brolin plays Jonah Hex, who is a former uh, Confederate soldier who is betrayed by his. Uh, captain and then left for dead after his wife and son are murdered and then he's they burn half of his face off and because he's rescued by Native Americans at the time uh, he's granted the power to communicate with the dead when he touches them the dead come back to life and he kind of gets information and uh, things like that and because with this newfound power he goes after the people that wronged him in this case it's uh, John Malkovich and uh, Michael Fassbender, and things like that. Now, this movie, 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it had the it had the look and feel of a western, but it also had the cheesy and campiness of like an er, of, of an early '90s like comic book film, like what Joel Schumacher did with Batman, and uh, what they tried to do with that uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four. You know, they're trying to go for that campiness because it felt a little bit cheesy, like that, a little bit. You know, with the idea of advanced weaponry during the during the uh, the Civil War era, basically, because it was all kind of things like that. Basically, kind of like what Wild Wild West tried to do. But, you know, it's hard to take stuff like that seriously when nobody else in the cast is taking it seriously. Um, and then, so, having rewatched the film now, I remember when it came out in 2010, 2011, I was like, yeah, this is kind of overdoing it. But, you know, I don't think it was that bad of a film even then. And then watching it now... There are some things that don't really hold up, but if, to be honest, I think the one thing that got worse over time is probably the horrible fucking performance from Megan Fox, who's supposed to play like a, the, I don't want to say the love interest, but, you know, kind of like the, the lead female, you know, you need a damsel in distress, but she's also kind of, you know, somebody who's um, self-sufficient and things like that. She can take care of herself and, and uh, things like that, so... Her character arc is not necessarily, you know, stereotypical of a Western, but it is kind of stereotypical of a superhero film. You know, a woman who does not necessarily have to be the love interest or anything like that, but can, you know, really take care of her own. And when she needs, and when the odds become too much, you know, she, eventually she does morph into that um, uh, damsel in distress role. But. Megan Fox's performance was just really, really bad at that time. I mean, this was coming out of the Transformers films because I think Revenge of the Fallen had just come out. And to be honest, that was the worst one in the entire series. Uh, well, that was before fucking Age of Extinction had come out. But then she had also did a movie called Jennifer's Body, which in my opinion is kind of super underrated. You know, it is... It, it is kind of corny and cheesy and very campy, but it's entertaining. And Megan Fox plays that character very well. You know, the girl who seems, in, she's both innocent, but promiscuous at the same time. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, she was coming off a string of movies that were either killing it at the box office or just kind of flown under the radar. And then when Jonah Hex came out and because it's part of the, it wasn't part of a, of a cinematic universe it was just based on a dc film not too many people knew that unless you saw the film in theater and uh things like that and i think a lot of people shit on this movie but to be honest if you go back and watch the movie if you take out megan fox's part um or get somebody else to play that character the movie is okay it's a b plus you know what i mean it's entertaining like Josh Brolin, I mean, fuck, how many characters does this make now where he's in a superhero film? This was before he was, you know, Thanos in uh, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that wasn't even a thing yet. And then this was way before he was Cable in Deadpool. You know, so he's he's up there, you know. A lot of people like to, you know, throw Jonah Hex under, uh, under the radar and, you know, swept under the rug. But to be honest, I'd rather watch Jonah Hex than fucking you know green lantern or something like that and that's ironic too because you know fucking green lantern was ryan reynolds and um and all that kind of 
you know, stuff goes in and out the window. But I don't know. Jo- the the movie the 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 movie Jonah Hex is not as bad as a lot of as you might think. You know, I, I think you get a great performance from both. Uh, Josh Brolin and John Malkovich as the good and bad guy. You know the tort. You know this is basically a revenge western film. Michael Fassbender is in this film as well. He plays the Irish uh, hitman in this movie, and you know it's a very well played performance by him. And shit, look at him. He's fucking, you know, Magneto in the in the new X Men trilogy. And I think I, I want to say X Men First Class came out a little while after that. Uh, I think that movie came out in 2011, the following year. So, you know, he was on his way up. I would like to see Michael Fassbender come back to the Magneto role because I think he did an amazing job. Um, so it it, it, it kind of goes to show you. And then same thing with Will Arnett. Will Arnett was uh, in this movie. He plays one of the, uh, uh, the, the United States... Um, generals and things like that after the war is over and then he goes off to do the voice of lego batman you know and then of course he's also joined speck and fox in the uh in the live action version of the ninja turtles films which i thought was hilarious like his performance was hilarious i'm not saying those movies were funny but um but yeah and then wes bentley is also in this movie which you know I mean, prior to that, he was in, he plays Blackheart in the movie Ghost Rider, which, you know, that's another movie I think is kind of underrated. Like, I think Nicolas Cage was okay, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But, like, yeah, like, a lot of people start in this movie. Michael Shannon has a very small role. Like, he's in one or two scenes in the, like, maybe in the first act of the movie, and then, sure enough, he goes off to play General Zod in Man of Steel, which comes out, what, three, four? three four years later uh but um uh but overall like yeah there's 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 a little bit of the of the of like i think something about jonah hex is entertaining but there's a lot of things that a lot of people are going to say that are wrong with it like not no to be honest in my opinion the worst thing about this movie is megan fox's performance I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying her. And, you know, I think she she feels a little bit miscast. Like, if anybody's ever seen the movie Gangs of New York, look at that movie. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. It stars um, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day-Lewis. And then the love interest or the lead, a- the lead actress role is played by Cameron Diaz. And she doesn't really... She, she's the weakest part of that movie. Like, you got... Leonardo DiCaprio, who's, who, in my opinion, was coming into his own in that movie, and then Daniel Day-Lewis is just a phenomenal actor, you know, through and through, and then a weak love interest point. Like, to be honest, it's like the same thing with Batman Begins. That was a star-studded cast and great performances from everybody, but Katie Holmes just didn't do it. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 she sticks out like a sore thumb, like when she's on screen and kind of has those moments with, Bruce and everybody else, it kind of boggles the movie down, and she has no chemistry with Christian Bale. Um, and then the same thing here in Jonah Hex, you know, I didn't buy her really at all with Josh Brolin, like the chemistry's not really all there, and her performance didn't really feel Western. It felt kind of tacked on a little bit, like she was trying too hard to have a Southern accent 
or to kind of like to be sassy in any type of way. She didn't, she didn't, you know, like I said, the performance is not there. It's, that's, that's the main criticism I have with this movie. Um, special effects are, you know, pretty good. You know, the action sequences are good. There's one scene in particular where when Jonah Hex touches a dead body, the body comes to life. And they don't ever say if, like, anybody else can see it. It's like, only he can see it. There's a random scene with him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who would later go on to play uh, multiple DC characters. I mean, he was in Watchmen, and then he ended up being in uh, Batman v Superman as Thomas Wayne, which I thought was pretty cool, so... But yeah, there is a... And he was also in The Losers, so fuck. Jesus. Man, he's kind of everywhere now. He's kind of everywhere all over this place. But yeah, there's a moment where Jonah, you know, digs up his grave, grabs the corpse by the arm, and then it comes to life, and it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I thought it was kind of pretty cool how they're able to kind of explore the the the, the range of his power and things like that. So... Like, they do a good job developing the character of Jonah Hex, giving him a backstory, giving him, you know, the tragic hero about how he's forced to, um, uh, he's forced to watch his, his wife and son die at the hands of, uh, Quentin Turnbull, who's the villain played by John Malkovich, and then left for dead, only to be, you know, resurrected and, uh, healed by the Native Americans and things like that, and given kind of their, their power and incantations and things like that he's able to take that power and go go off in his revenge his quest for revenge you know it it has a lot of earmarks to a lot of of uh old school westerns like hang em high with clint eastwood where you know it's it's a it's an old school revenge tale and it's got but it's also got a modern twist like the whole idea with this multiple fire uh, cannon rod that can destroy an entire um, that can destroy an entire town you know which you know is pretty you know pretty uh, unorthodox especially you know this is like post civil war era and things like that but that kind of whole thing that campiness to me anyway reminded me of Wild Wild West you know how the giant metal spider and things like that were kind of just all over the place like you, you bought it for you you bought it for the story they're trying to tell but because of like the difference between Wild Wild West and Jonah Hex is that Wild Wild West you, you didn't have a strong like Will Smith was the problem he, it was just Will Smith playing Will Smith to whereas in Jonah Hex it's a little bit different like people bought into it but because it cla- the tone clashes with the serious tone of like an of a, of a revenge tale set in, with a western setting that kind of throws that whole thing off it's the clashing tones rather than you know a bad performance from the lead actor you know Jonah Hex is entertaining you can watch it with a grain of salt and be entertained by it and it's kind of like i said the the casting is there you know there's a these are you know you I don't want to say young actors and actresses, but these are actors and actresses who did not, who were not well known with the exception of maybe John Malkovich. You know, he had been in Con Air and other movies prior to this and things like that. But, you know, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, same thing. You know, I had seen him in other movies up to this point. But, you know, after this movie, for them to kind of go on and have their own careers and things like that was pretty interesting to see. But I don't know. 
I guess Jonah Hex was like a C minus, uh, you know, the first time I saw it. But watching it now with, I watched it with my older son, and he actually thought it was kind of entertaining because, you know, I, I told him that, you know, the guy with the messed up mangled face is actually Thanos from the Avengers movie. And he's like, that doesn't look like Thanos. That looks like the guy from Deadpool, you know, uh, Cable. And I was like, well, that's the same guy. Uh, but um, uh, overall, this movie was pretty entertaining. You know, it's got some for, it's got some redeemable qualities. But to be honest, when it it kind of gets thrown out the way when you know Megan Fox starts, you know, has her performances and things like that. Like I understand they have her in there for eye candy purposes, but you know her performance is just so terrible that it's like, oh my god, we can just fast forward to this. But um, yeah, overall with besides Megan Fox's bad performance and then the clashing tones aspect, this movie is actually not that bad. You know, I'd give it maybe a... I'd probably give it either a 6.5 or maybe a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, you know, it's on HBO Max if you guys want to check it out. If not, you know, that that's completely up to you. I mean, I just kind of came across of it because, you know, I saw the, the DC showcase with Jonah Hex and I was like, man, I kind of want to check that movie out and, you know, Lo and behold, it's on HBO Max. Uh, but anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, uh, whether it's uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Uh, be on the lookout for... Be sure to follow uh, the podcast on all social media outlets, The Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Tell me what you guys thought about uh, Jonah Hex as both as a comic book, both as a uh, animated series, and both as a film. Are you a fan? You're not a fan? Do you think it could have been better? Have you never even heard of this character? Whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse 21 Be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. Uh, I am doing a review uh, for uh, uh, the Jurassic Park series. It's still coming out. We are uh, about to drop episode 4 and 5 with because next week is the release of Jurassic World. Uh, Dominion, so be on the lookout for those episodes as they come out, as we approach our final run. Uh, Kenobi Episode 3 is already out, so I'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, I don't know um, if I'm going to cover some other stuff. There's a couple of other things that I do want to cover. One of the things I hate to... Anybody who's a fan of Stranger Things, I'm sorry, I'm not. I've, you know, I've only seen ep- uh, Season 1. Well, I was entertained in that season one, but I think I saw the first two episodes of season two and wasn't, you know, really kind of lost my interest when other things started came out. So I don't think I'm probably going to, I don't, to be honest, I'm not going to cover Stranger Things. So uh, that was actually a request I had on Twitter and I was like, eh, I'm probably not going to do that. Um, But um, so I will try to be covering other stuff that kind of piques my interest, you know, no respect to those, to the fans of that show, but I will be covering other things. Uh, that have come out. There's a couple of shows on Hulu that I actually do want to check out. Uh, there's some original movies that are coming out on uh, on different streaming services that I am in the midst of watching. Like if you guys heard my review for Choose or Die, that was a Netflix exclusive. Uh, uh, so like I said, there's a couple of things I have seen. There's a couple of things that I have not seen that I am going to talk about uh, in the coming days or weeks or whichever one comes out. But just be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness. <laughs>